0: You're listening to an Anna's Owl Ministries podcast. Do witches piloting giant mecha deserve to live? How are the Bad Batch faring these days? What do we all think of live action Ellie and Joel? And how many zany hijinks can you get up to while playing in the One Piece world? We'll be discussing all these and more on today's episode of What's New for Systematic Ecology. We are the priests to the geeks. I am your host, Christian Ashley, MC Ashley, NKSCF. I enter the many names on the internet. But I am joined today by my good friend here who needs no introduction. But I mean, due to the, the authoritarian regime we live under with Joshua, I have to introduce the one, the only, TJ Blackwell. Thank you. Good to be here today. Yeah. So, TJ, my friend, what have you been geeking out on recently? Man, I hate to repeat answers,
1: but I've been getting a lot more into Guilty Gear Strive.
0: Okay. But more now, how many that, games deep into the Guilty Gear series is this, as someone who's never played it? I think there's nine. Okay. So,
1: Guilty Gear is split into different two or three different sub You have the Guilty Gear mainline games, and then Guilty Gear X. Uh, this is the fourth game in the Guilty Well, this is like the sixth game in the Guilty Gear X series. You have X, XX, XXX, and Core, plus R, XRD. XR'd Sign, xr Rev 2, and then Strive. So, 7. So, plenty of weirdly named sequels. I love it. Yeah. Guilty Gear X Asuka. It's, it's crazy. There's a lot.
0: Yeah. Guilty Gear 358 over 2. Dream yeah, Drop yeah. Distance. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. So, I uh, just caught up to the first three episodes that were released of The Legend of Vox Machina. Now, Mm. for those who don't know, but that is that is the animated adaptation of the first campaign of Critical Role. Uh, We are now in the uh, Chroma Conclave arc. I'm really excited to see this animated. They had to make a couple of changes, uh, you know, know, since, you know, a certain character that will not be named is not a part of this. And uh, they had to change how we met Zara and Cash. But I'm okay with that so far. Really enjoying it. So, yeah. So what I would also like to do after this. If there's nothing else you'd like to bring up, TJ, then I'm going to start a lightning round. Of just a little smaller stuff. We don't want to really focus on the episode today, but like something we do want to talk about. Uh, I'm going to start with the Ultraman Decker finale. Now, Ultraman Decker was is the most recent uh, iteration of Ultraman uh, following Ultraman Trigger, which is in a sense, uh, essentially a remake reimagination of Ultraman Tiga, which released in like 96 and... Uh, excuse me decker is about uh the same thing for dinah and i had an absolute fun time watching the series i'm a huge ultra fan i have watched everything that they've released i mean it's just got everything i want sometimes i don't need to think i just want to watch a guy in silver red blue what have you just beating the crap out of a bunch of giant kaiju it's excellent DJ anything for you for a lightning round
1: Apex Legends is doing some weird stuff lately. They usually do a couple events a season collection event, heirloom event. Uh, usually the collection events for a uh, prestige skin, which is not a whole thing, but you got to pay like $160 to get the big part of the collection. You got to collect everything, then you get the big reward. But this time it's just a skin for a gun. Ugh. So. Excellent. Crazy so what, stuff. Like, what, what season are you on for Apex Legends? Uh, this is season 15. Season 16 starts in 21 days. Okay. From today. Awesome.
0: Oh, and I should also mention for Ultraman, for those of you who want to get into it, uh, Subaraya has an official YouTube page uh, for the company where they have the all 25 episodes of Trigger and Decker uh, completely for free, completely subbed on their YouTube page. So go check that out if you want to. And the final thing I'm going to bring up for my portion of the lightning round will be the end of Willow Season 1. Now, those of you who've been listening may remember we covered this on a What's New about a month ago. And I was a lot more positive than I'm going to be at this moment, at that moment in time. I think I said I gave it like an 8 or an eight five. That since dropped to like a three five. This, I was very unhappy with what they, where they went with the direction, with uh, the storytelling they, they chose to do, with the character decisions they chose to make. I, I mean, I could say more, but I'd rather not get, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? not problematic spiteful that's the word i'll use oh and speaking of spiteful if you want to hear me also talk in a similar way about the amazing spider-man comics very briefly uh we need you guys go check out our patreon and the comic book catch-ups that we do so that's it for that anything you'd like to add to the lightning round tj uh
1: no but the only reason i did bring up apex legends is because in one of those collection events
0: one of the characters did get an ultraman skin
1: awesome yeah pretty cool
0: okay with that we'll get into our main topics and we're going to start with the one that i am very passionate about uh extremely passionate about and that is mobile suit gundam the witch from mercury now tj what is your experience with the gundam franchise
1: i've seen iron-blooded orphans i love iron-blooded orphans and gundam wing
0: and that's it that's it and okay. the gundam wing movie excellent uh, i have seen everything that is not the Build Divers, Arise, or whatever it is, Uh, and the SD stuff, the super deformed stuff, it's just not my cup of tea. But every other series Gundam has released, I have watched, and that includes Witch for Mercury. So to give you all a little, for those of you who are very unaware of what it's about, uh, simply put, in Gundam, there are these different AUs, alternate universes. Sometimes they connect, sometimes they don't. This is a new AU. Where essentially mankind has gone back into space, it's gone to space, I should say, and have colonized, you know, the moon, Mars, Mercury, so on and so forth. And the Gundams of this series were created specifically by a group of women, which is why they refer to people who were able to harness them as witches, because they're able to do so, it causes immense stress on the human body. And they're able to, they were able to find ways to augment humanity to be able to survive it. These got banned because people saw how effective they were. And so now we start with our protagonist who a Mercury, who is seemingly one of the lone survivors of when the Mercury group that had created the first Gundam were wiped out. Her finding her way to this academy and with her Gundam Ariel, that uh, is Ariel as in flying, not Ariel as in Little Mermaid. And it's her trying to find her way through this academy. So one of the topics that is brought up in this series is augmenting human bodies to go way beyond their potential. I mean, how do we as Christians, TJ, handle the topic of genetic engineering? I mean, is there I mean, does anything go in this situation or do we have limitations on the idea? So
1: all I know is my opinion, which is if what you're doing is not dishonoring God, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Unless it's Ooh. blasphemous.
0: Okay. And so, that's you know up to you. Okay. So how how would you feel? That, let's say, for instance, one of the huge ethical debates would be if we were able to find a way to prevent autism from happening. Like, would that be something that would be ultimately beneficial, or is it? Are we playing God in that moment? Well, I don't think that, that would be beneficial at all. I think, how so?
1: Uh, no. A lot of research and development uh, would be severely hindered. If we just cured autism, mm-hmm. the, a lot of modern science is built on the backs of autistic scientists.
0: Well put. I mean, you've got to go in that whole range of like, where, where do we stop with what counts as autism? Like for in, in this instance, what they would want to cure? Because I know there are a lot of autism activists out there who are very afraid of this happening and don't want to be seen as less than who don't want to be seen as inferior or worthless and that I'm something that needs to be gotten rid of. So I want to be very, very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, mindful of their desires in this moment. But at the same time, too, when you have the idea of genetic engineering, it's like, could we make people taller? Is there anything ethically wrong with that? Or uh, I hope not. <laughs> I mean, is it possible if we were able to find uh, this specific uh, – Uh, code of DNA or what have you that prevents us from, I don't know I'm not a scientist by any stretch of the imagination Uh, say it prevents us from ever catching Ebola like would it be ethical for us to change our entire genetic uh, sequences to prevent that from happening like that's something we can ask but at the end of the day I mean we're not going to go full Joshua on this direction, didn't want to completely derail this entire conversation but did want to bring it up yeah well, it's it's a complex question. Uh, I don't know a
1: ton. Well, I know a, a, a bit about genetic engineering currently, uh, and body modifications have been happening for a long time already. I think today, still, a lot of people get a cicada in their arm. It's like a, it's a little little black box thing. It stores your card information. You can control your smart devices with it. it it's a cool thing, but it's just weird. <laughs> but I know for a fact that if we unlock the human growth hormone if we can reopen those growth plates i'm i'm taking it
0: okay excellent so another huge part of the gundam series at this point in time is a potential romantic couple and i say potential because it has not been 100 percent confirmed at this point in time we're only at the mid-season finale i forgot to mention that it is between two uh young women Now, those of us here on systematic ecology, we are all very different points of view on various subjects, and that's one of the reasons why we want to have conversations like this. So we can, you know, just not wholly solely have one person and one view. And I would be on the view that, you know, homosexuality is a sin. But to those of us who disagree on the issue of homosexuality, can we be called hypocritical for enjoying shows that positively excuse me, positively portray this? Or is there some room for nuance here? I mean, I think it's not really for me, you know?
1: I'm not who they're there for. Who am I to say that that can't be in a
0: property? It's a similar situation to, I think, the discussion Joshua and Joe and I had had on, you know, media portraying things. I think we were talking about Violet Night at that point in time. It's like, oh, how could we allow Christmas to be overtaken by stuff like this? It's like, well, look who's making it. It's not a Christian filmmaker making this, uh, especially in a place you know like Japan that has, if I remember correctly, like less than 2% of the population uh, would count themselves as Christian. And how can I go into something like that and demand, demand that they view things exactly like me? So I don't see this as being hypocritical, like enjoying something that could in some way promote this. Uh, it's not like, It's going out there and saying, hey, guys, here's a bunch of guns. Go shoot everyone up. Or, you know, hey, guys, the best thing you could do, that thing you want, just take it. It's like it's portraying something that happens in real life that people are dealing with in their lives, that they're basing their lives around. You know what? It needs to be portrayed on screen. And it would be to our detriment if we pretended things didn't exist because America did that for a very long time. And look where it's gotten us. We had yeah. cultural revolution after cultural revolution in the opposite direction because we refused to see reality. Yeah. Now, since you haven't seen the show, I'm going to go ahead and rate this for the both of us. I'm sure you'll agree with me. Uh, this right now, if things stay the way they are, I am very positive on this show. Uh, for for everyone watching or listening at this point who knows Gundam, my top three are Gundam Double Zeta, which I already know that there's a lot of people upset with that. After War Gundam X is my second and Turn A Gundam is my third if this show maintains its quality I may have a new number one and I am super excited about that so I am rating this right now a 9 out of 9.5 out of 10 if it sticks to the landing it's going to be a 10 that's crazy that's crazy I'm going to give it a 7 okay
1: <laughs> excellent yeah it has giant robots in it so it's at least a 7 there you go why don't you talk to us about the Bad Batch there Yeah, speaking of giant robots, episode four of the Bad Batch is crazy. Uh, But for those of you who hadn't gotten the chance to catch up, it's good. It's good. Uh, They're playing around a little at the moment. They're doing that Star Wars series thing where they're taking a couple episodes to chill before getting back into it for real. Uh, This one and the last one were more just kind of go here, do a thing, meet a person, fun time. But uh, Bad Batch season two is still really good. We still get most of the crew and they're having fun. It's fun. There's a giant robot in this one that shoots a giant laser.
0: Yeah, I have not had a chance. I've read the synopsis of this episode because I don't care about spoilers. I've not had a chance to watch the one that released today, but I would say overall, I am really enjoying the Bad Batch. Um, It's, just one of those shows, like sometimes it gets too fillery for its own good, but I know it, it feels like filler in the moment. And I want to believe that these things are going to be brought back and it's going to say, oh, well, that episode, you needed to see that episode. You know, it's not like, you know, we're getting this later on. It's not like One Piece or Bleach back in the day or Naruto, or what have you, where filler was there because they wanted to have it on the air and make money. Mm-hmm. It didn't serve the story, it just happened. Not yeah. not all filler arcs, but I think we can say safely the vast majority. Yeah. Naruto is like 10% filler.
1: It's ridiculous. The amount. But, but it still technically has less filler episodes than One Piece. Yes. One Piece just has way more
0: episodes total. <laughs> so. Well, it's been going since what as an anime? Like 99? Yep. Not oh yeah. I think. Okay. So. so.
1: Like 100 One Piece episodes are filler out of... 1,060. And that sounds about right. Yeah. So but, as far as... I'll go ahead.
0: Yeah, Bad Batch is about half and half right now for season two. Yeah, it kind of feels like that. But at the end of the day, I am enjoying it immensely, like how it's building up the Star Wars lore from uh, the rise of the Empire all the way towards what will eventually be, be Rebels and the rise of the Rebellion. You get to see a really good scene with Crosshair and Cody, I was on that episode. It was what uh, you and Pastor Will for that one. Mm -hmm. We discussed that and that was great. Just seeing uh, the torment going on in Cody's mind and Crosshair's mind too. But he ultimately goes through with the decision to kill the separatist governor or mayor or whatever it was of that uh, planet and to see the struggle with them. I I wish we could get more with the Bad Batch, but we're still early in the season. I'm ready to keep going. I didn't, however, want to talk in the uh, – sweep, not sweep race, uh, swoop race. What did they call the droid racing thing? Uh, in this, I'm not sure, but it was a swoop race. Okay. Yeah, it's essentially pod racing, swoop racing combined into one. There's a scene that happens there that kind of struck me. It's, it's a blink and you'll miss it where there's devastation on the track and one person gets killed in the stands. Yeah, and there's a moment of oh that just happened, and then they move on with their lives. So, like, what do you think that says about our culture when it comes to like violence and entertainment? One and the same.
1: I mean, especially there, they know what they're there for. They know what might happen. It's like NASCAR, but less
0: safe. (laughs) The best part of NASCAR is when the cars blow up. To most people, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think it says a lot about us. Um I don't think necessarily we're at the point where we'd be encouraging gladiatorial combat again but I wouldn't be we're not too far away from the mark and it gets to that point of how can we enjoy entertainment like that I mean uh thinking specifically when I was writing this question of and I can't remember his name for the life of me the football player who was injured Demar uh, Hamlin thank you and we just watched mm-hmm. and there was a question, there was an outcry, like, why didn't they complete the game? Why didn't they keep going? And, you know, we demand more. It's like, what? can we not just worry about the human man right here who is, uh could be dying right now? We don't know. Yeah. They did try. They tried to finish the game, the
1: the NFL commission tried to finish the game and the players wouldn't do it.
0: Yeah. And, and that gets to a point of like, what? when is entertainment too much? At what cost do we lose? Our humanity to finish something when something tragic like that happens and this isn't the the field to go like the full concussion uh thing with the nfl like there needs to be some responsibility behind that but what is the cost of those we take entertainment from to get our enjoyment i'm expecting an answer just wanted to bring it up it's a it's a it's a question for sure it's a question that needs to be asked well anything else you'd like to add about the bad batch
1: Some of this might come back. I actually got really excited. They started talking about things from before the Republic,
0: which to us means the old Republic. Yeah. So the speculation I've heard since once again, I haven't watched is that could possibly be Rakata in origin, could Mm -hmm. possibly be Zepho in origin for my Fallen Order fans out there. Couldn't even possibly be the Celestials from the legacy. I'm just Not legacy. uh, What is the word I'm looking for? here? Legends. Legends. Canon. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm hyped up for that. If they want to tie that in, this would be a weird show to do it in, but you know what? I'm for it. Wouldn't it? I mean, you would expect something like that to be more like Jedi focus, but let Filoni do what Filoni wants. I always will. <laughs> well, if that's all we have to say about that, how are you rating them reviewing the season so far? The season so far, I am, I'm going to give it like a
1: 7.5.
0: It's good, but it is yeah, fillery. I want, I want some stuff to happen. I agree with that. I think I'm going to give it an eight for right now in that I'm still, I'm still very positive leaving off of uh, the first season. I I agree with the filler. I want more focus on the team as a whole. Uh, We've gotten some nice things for finally for echo to, you know, stand up for himself, be interested in a potential rebellion against the empire, but it's not enough just yet. So I'll give it an eight and I'm looking forward to more. Yep. And that'll bring us to our next topic, which I know the both of us have been watching. And that is The Last of Us, uh, premiering now on HBO Max. Now, TJ, my friend, what is your experience with the original game? So when The Last of Us came out, I did not have a
1: PlayStation. I was an Xbox guy, but I knew people. So I still got to play the game. I would play it all the time until I was at a, a few people's house. So I never got to play it all the way through until a few years ago. But man, what a game it is. Fantastic game, one of the greatest.
0: Oh, absolutely. I missed out completely the first time around it came. Uh, Like you, I didn't have, what was it, a PS3 at the time when it came Mm -hmm. out? And later on when I first got my PS4 years ago, uh, it was there at a discounted rate at the Best Buy I bought the PS4 from, so oh, I'll get it. And I got the remastered edition. And since they've released another remastered edition. Twice. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to outdo Skyrim at this point. Don't give Bethesda anything until we get six. Another one comes out this year. Another what? Another remaster. Oh my gosh. So anyways, uh, so I played the game and I was blown away with uh, how terrifying it could be. Like the clickers are threats. I mean, they're just not one shot and they go down like you have to conserve ammo. You got to stealth appropriately and someone who is really bad at stealth games. I had a lot of infuriating times with that. But ultimately, to my enjoyment, I love the game. Now, I will preface this next part with I did not play two, but I have watched a playthrough of part two. It is not a game made for me. No. How do you feel about part two? I think it's okay.
1: Not as not as good. A bit infuriating, but it's still a good game.
0: Yeah, I, I wish uh, – what is her name? Abigail? hmm Yeah, I wish we'd gotten a little more time with her before she showed up uh, to get a sense of her. So we, when it, the moment happens – and uh, spoilers real quick, three, two, one – when uh, Joel is m- killed, mm-hmm. uh, which I am not that upset about. I would like, would have liked for Joel to have stayed, but that's the direction they wanted to go. Like, you can make a game out of that. I was just not there for the story's message. I was not there for the plot. The gameplay, amazing. Uh, Way improved from the first one. But, once again, don't want to get too negative on that. So let's talk about the show. What do you think about it so far? It's great. It's so good. Like, that first episode just felt like a shot-for-shot remake of the opening to the game. And it's just like... I'm watching it in live action and it's so surreal. It's amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is insane. It is so good. I think it's the best thing HBO's ever done personally.
0: It'd be up there. I mean, once again, if they are able to uh, stick their landing on this one, uh, I'm very, uh, it's definitely going to be in my top five. Yeah.
1: I really done. I was rewatching the first episode earlier, with my roommate and, uh I said, I really hope they go all the way through to the end of The Last of Us Part Two, because I would like to see HBO crumble.
0: <laughs> I think that's what would happen. Excellent. And, and another thing, too, that they have changed from the games was how uh, the fungal uh, spores have spread in this instance. Mm-hmm. Now, do you feel like that's more of a positive change, more of a... Uh, more scientific change, because one of the reasons they said they didn't was because if that were a thing, I mean, the way humans breathe, we'd be done for. Yeah. And I agree with that assessment. Yeah, it's
1: true. Uh, Believe it or not, say what you will, I don't think that if they spread the way they did in the game in real life, everybody would wear a mask for some reason. I just (laughs) feel like it wouldn't happen.
0: Now, what could have given you historical precedent for that? Uh, Spanish flu in 1912. Oh, thank you.
1: 18. Mm-hmm. 18. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was yellow. Oh, my bad. But uh, <laughs> it's... So the the concept they went with was actually a concept from the original game that they decided to move away from. Uh, I, I don't remember why they moved to the airborne spores, but that is what they were going to do originally, was like the tendrils. Uh, so it is still good. It's still thematically appropriate and makes a lot more sense personally because you know if it was truly airborne and that infectious everybody would be dead except ellie <laughs> uh, so it makes sense yeah I, I i don't like love the change but it definitely portrays better in a series than the the spores would have because you know i'm you know, sitting there watching episode one they there like shining flashlights everywhere and i was like oh that's a lot of spores you got to get out of there
0: <laughs> yep uh like i said i agree with that change uh design wise and like logic wise so i how about the uh i cannot remember for the life of me was the like a uh, fungal network thing in the games too yeah it's like if you you t- stepped on something they'd all be alerted i i can't remember a while since i played i think it was a, a difficulty thing Okay. Yeah, if you played on uh, the higher difficulties, I think it was. Oh, okay. That makes a lot more sense because, I mean, that's incredibly terrifying. Like episode two, I mean, the start of it alone, uh, we get some characters we're probably never going to see again. This one scientist is like, hey, in, in direct opposition, almost every science fiction movie ever made. It's like, oh, no, we can find a way out of this. She's like, no, you've got to bomb them or we're all going to be dead. Yeah. How awful is that? It's just the case sometimes.
1: They tried to do that in Dying Light, and it felt a lot less genuine. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's just a, a city. Like, just blockade it. They'll all die off naturally, get the people out of there. They just they just wanted to bomb a city in Dying Light. Here, they
0: actually they needed to. Yeah. At this point, like, that needed to stop the uh, spread of infection. It was just that bad. Uh, what a tremendous opening scene to that one, too. And then later on, we get just how terrifying it would be to be in a situation where their clicker is around uh, yeah. using, using their echolocation in the the museum. They're standing as still as possible. And all it takes is one noise to be alerted to their position. And one gunshot in, in contrast to all zombie media everywhere does not take them down. Even if you shoot them in the head.
1: That's the good thing about a, a double barrel shotgun. Mm-hmm. There's two shots.
0: You just feel like, Oh, no wonder humanity is in as dire straits as we are right now if it takes this much lead to take down one of them.
1: Yeah. It's like when uh, Australia waged a war against emus. <laughs> it's the exact same situation. So it takes how many? 56? That's true. It took like 56 bullets to take down an emu back then. Yeah. You Look guys want to ever you give yourself up?
0: Yeah. Look it up on Wikipedia. Uh, I don't know what they have it on the great emu war or something like that. Mm -hmm. It is a fine read well worth all your time. It definitely is. But
1: watch it with somebody who hasn't seen or played the last of us, but somebody with like enough tertiary knowledge to know that the girl's name is Ellie. So that when they see Sarah, they're like, I thought her name was
0: Ellie. And you can be like, Oh yeah, I guess they changed that. It's so weird. (laughs) Just, you break their hearts right at the beginning, like what happened yeah. to all of us. DJ. I'd like to ask you, TJ, do you have a formal uh, zombie apocalypse plan?
1: Well, I like to say that my will to live just isn't that strong. <laughs> uh, but my plan is uh, to go to Costco. Go to Costco okay. and do my best to get my hands on a 577 Tyrannosaur rifle. Solid. Big gun. Scary gun does horrible things to whatever it hits. It see, hit, they kill elephants ahead. with it. So it's pretty sure for. it could take down most zombies.
0: Now, for me, I used to have a plan uh, back when I was in North Carolina because I live not too far away from a good friend of mine, and his family. They got their guns stocked. And my plan was to head straight there with my family because I know they have plenty of uh, food and water available for survival they're not exactly preppers by any stretch of the imagination, but they are prepared. Let's put it that way. Now, unfortunately, uh, Denver, North Carolina is now six and a half, seven hours away, and I'm not dumb enough to get on the road in a situation like this. So I'm going to have to hold up in my dorm room here, hope that I have uh, just enough supplies to last me for a bit, and then I'm going to have to venture out and hope for the best. And I agree with you. I don't know if my survival instincts are that great. And In fact, uh, uh what's that old? crack sketch about joining the winning team. Yeah. Or something like that.
1: Can't <laughs> uh, beat screw humanity.
0: I'm going to join the winning team. So that's it for that. Now how would you rate the first two episodes of 10. The Last of Us, TJ? TJ, I agree. Ten out of ten. Keep it up like this. This has me so interested in where they're going to keep going. I love what they're doing. I'll go ahead and introduce our last topic for the today. One
1: Piece Odyssey, it's been out for about a week and a half. All of my days are a blur. Uh, I haven't had a lot more time to play it, but this is still definitely the best One Piece game yet, for sure. So if you are a One Piece fan, absolutely check it out. So as someone who has not
0: played it yet, like, is this RPG based? Is it turn based?
1: It, it, it's a JRPG system. Okay. Yeah, it's cool uh the the combat is a little different it's a little wacky it's a little zany yeah uh you you get to fight with the whole crew but you only have 5 of them in at a time uh you can swap them out at will so you don't have to like choose a group and stick to them and get them over leveled and deal with that mess which is a great thing from Final Fantasy but <laughs> Uh, you swap them out at will. They'll have different archetypes that do different things. They're all playing to their strengths.
0: And it's just so fun. So flashy. So is it kind of like a, a DBZ Kakarot kind of situation here? Something that recently came out uh, where you you have level up items you get across the way that improve like certain abilities like your gum gum uh, stuff. So, they do that trope.
1: Uh, where you get to start the game at a pretty high level and then lose all of it. Ah. Yeah. The classic Sora. Yeah. And, but they, the way they do it is, is pretty cool. Uh, they have a little altercation with this girl who lives on the island that they wash up on, and uh, she just touches all of them. All of their powers leave them in cube form, and they have to find the cubes. So this is an original story. It is original, yeah. It's completely okay. original. Excellent. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if Idro Oda wrote
0: it. I know he at least consulted. Okay. But I think he wrote it. With all that in mind, like how true to the story and characters of One Piece do you feel like this uh, does? How, how does it feel? Character-wise, it is absolutely spot on.
1: This is absolutely the Mugiwara. I love one of our guide characters I'll call him for now I'm sure he's going to betray me later <laughs> um, but he's super awesome I can't remember his name it's a lot to ask somebody to remember all the names in one piece
0: very true mm-hmm. there's but, only like a thousand characters
1: yeah at least but he's awesome he's uh very strong very cool it's just so good it's so good check it out yourself you'll probably get to play it more than me I don't have
0: that much time <laughs> well, speaking of, uh, say someone was uh, very unaware of what was going on in One Piece. How easy do you think it would be for that someone to get into this as their introduction? I think it'd
1: be a little difficult. Just because uh, so much of One Piece is assembling the crew and getting to know the crew. Jumping straight into this with the entire crew assembled, minus one, the last one. Yes. Which we don't have yet. Well, we do. Actually, no, Jimbe's not there. Without Jimbei, I don't know how I didn't recognize also, that. Also, it takes
0: place before that.
1: Yeah. It takes place before Whole Cake Island. Okay. At least so far. There's no telling what they're doing. I don't know. I know at the from the very beginning of the game, you can go to gear two. Okay.
0: But you also have Brook. Huh. Interesting. So... Which Anything just, else you'd like to discuss about it? Uh not particularly. I just it you have to play it if you're a One Piece fan. Now, if someone wanted to get into One Piece through video games, let's say that's just their thing, what would you pick for them? Would it be like a pirate warrior situation or something else? Fighting game that's like burning something or whatever. Burning it was? blood
1: thank you. I really think it burning blood might be the answer. Okay. hmm Uh burning blood. Starts in Marine Ford, but you still get to know the characters. You still get to have fun. It's not a great fighting game, unfortunately. I'm petitioning Arc System Works to make a One Piece fighting game because ah, that would be amazing. That would slap. That's like a Dream List, like Dragon Ball Fighters, Guilty Gear Strive One Piece fighting game it would be so good. I'm sick of Arena Fighters. <laughs> can leave that with naruto ultimate ninja storm please but burning blood is probably a really good place to introduce yourself honestly
0: okay now as far as odyssey is concerned like how far do you feel like you're in in the main story a single digit percent (laughs) okay with that in mind how would you rate it nine nine okay Yeah, i'm playing it when we're done Okay, even better. A shining review there. Was well, there anything else you'd like to talk about for One Piece? Anything we forgot to mention for anything else earlier? Uh, for One Piece, if
1: you're caught up, uh, that's crazy. Vegapunk's awesome. If you're not caught up, catch up. There's some the crazy
0: stuff going on with Vegapunk. And uh, what was it? Just a reveal. Stussy? Yeah, Stussy. Yes. Crazy. Catch up. Yeah. Catch up to the manga. It's a lot faster than watching the anime. The anime's fun, but... Slow. You're not going to see one chapter adapted to an episode. Slow, 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 slow. Yes.
1: Yeah. Today's day and time. Go ahead, watch the series, however long it takes. My roommate's watching through it right now. He just hit Marineford last week. It's been several months.
0: (laughs) So read it. It's a time investment, but it's well worth it. Absolutely. It looks like we'll be heading to Oh, Yeah. Absolutely skip the filler. Always skip the filler. Except like g Seven, uh, ex- Except that and the Goku and Piccolo driving episode. Of course. You can watch those. And Mecha Naruto. <laughs> i have forgotten about that. Yeah. But in Bleach, you- skip everything. Skip all of the filler in Bleach. Oh, absolutely skip Bleach filler. Down, Tark, everything else, awful. Uh, disgrace okay. to Bleach, which deserved better. But it you watch the Thousand thankful. Year Blood War?
1: Thousand Year Blood War is not new, but if you didn't watch it, watch it.
0: I believe the next part of that season will come out in summer or spring. I can't remember exactly I think when. It's spring. Okay. Well, with that all being said, which one of these topics we discussed today would you say is your top recommendation? Today? The Last of Us. The Last of Us. Uh, I will second that one. Uh, my second pick would go to Gundam. Uh, this is a great introduction. I should have said that to those to the formula uh, it, well not exactly to the formula but to the sense of what a gundam show is i'd go out in there head that head that way for you uh, anything else you'd like to recommend to our listeners what should they go in out and experience next um well it's not new
1: but if you haven't read dune mm. read dune and then read dune messiah not enough people read keep reading Dune after they read the first one. There's a lot more story there. A Dune book came out last year. Yeah, I think Messiah is as far as I got. Yeah, I'm wearing a Dune and Messiah you- shirt is why. Which is crazy. I didn't know they made shirts for Dune Messiah, but... Wow. Pretty That's cool. super niche. Okay. Super niche.
0: And after you uh, read Dune and Dune Messiah, watch uh, episode four again and see what happens when George Lucas reads Dune. Yeah. (laughs) I uh, I will recommend something that is also old and I recently finished uh, Future Boy Conan which is a Miyazaki anime that he created in the uh, I can't remember off the top of my head I was about to say 90s and I know that's not right I think that's when the sequel series was yeah it's old Uh, yeah it is fairly old like maybe late 80s excuse me late 70s early 80s and it basically takes place where mankind has been obliterated, we've ruined the environment, and now basically the entire world is surrounded by oceans, and we've got these tiny little islands to be on. 78. 78, thank you. But anyways, there's this young boy, he finds a young girl washed up on the beach. She's being attacked by this group known as Industria, which is a nation that is trying to take over the entire world, and it's them trying to figure out what their place is here, how can they stop this from happening, how do we try and remake the world into something where people can live again it's an excellent series miyazaki is at his finest here i love it so head out there now as for everyone else guys head out to our website systematicecology.org. see our shop there we've also got some all the episodes every host has been on tj and i as along with all your favorites also please check out our facebook group have some conversations with it there, but if you want to have some better conversations, join us on the Discord, become a patron as well. You get even better conversations than everyone else because you're special and we love you. Not to say we don't love everyone, but our patrons, they make this thing very possible and we're very grateful for. Also as well, just send us the link or a description of something you'd like to to, uh, talk about. We are more than happy to do that. We love you guys interacting with us. With that all in mind, remember we are all a chosen people. A kingdom of Priests. This was an Anazal Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed this show and would like to learn more about our network, be sure to check out the Anazal Ministries podcast network.